Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is up? My name is Curtis, and I'm just your typical Spike. On the line with me, recording from his room that we'll say has a, a purple issue suddenly, um, <laughs> my good buddy and producer extraordinaire, Cameron McCoy. Dude, how you doing? Trying to master the Phillips Hue, man, and it, the options are limitless, and I'm just like stumbling over it right now. Yeah, my, my settings are as follows. Regular light, blue light, that's it. Yeah. And I like the blue light behind things. That's mm. I'm that guy. Okay. Maybe that just makes me like very, very boomery. I don't know. <laughs> um, but as soon as we, we veer from white or blue, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out on that light. Not true. Whenever I do, I do have a setting called uh, arcade mode. And I have different color lights for whenever. Right. I, and then my arcade machines pop on. So that's a little bit of a different thing. I, my, my arcade one-up machines, okay? don't mm. Please don't send me a mean email. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, dude. Dude, uh, kind of a weird week for me. Uh, don't want to get into it, but schedule-wise has been mm-hmm. just kind of a disaster. So we're not going to be able to talk too much about talk a little magic. We're talking a little bit of video games. with kind of an abbreviated episode. However, Cameron, I don't know if you want to put the hallelujah chorus here. <laughs> Okay, or maybe some songs from Sister Act, really whatever you're feeling like. <laughs> the first one, which we can all agree is oh, the yeah. best, Sister yeah. Act. Um, the organized play announcement was really, 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 really good. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just, I'll just start here. Formats. Modern. Pioneer. Standard. Okay, mm-hmm. so Pioneer finally getting some love. Finally. Finally. Right. Um, and kind of a PPTQ, what we used to call a PPTQ structure, where there's like a Saturday event that's like at a, at a store that's regional. That can qualify you for a regional championship, which is kind of like a Grand Prix. Like you can go and play if you're not qualified, but the main event is for qualified people. There will likely be last chance qualifiers headed into the event. Um there will also be, I think there's going to be limited qualifiers as well. So mm. if you're a sealed or draft fan. But anyway, Cameron, boils down to the Pro Tour is coming back with paper. They've said explicitly, paper magic only at these events. Okay. Coverage for in-person paper events. They've, re- they've gotten rid of the Mythic Championship. It's now called the Pro Tour again. Hmm. Um. And I don't know if the audience is picking up on your smug, well, 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 I told you so vibes that you've got coming across the computer right now. Um, but I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. And I love that about you, man. Uh, but like, hit me. Where, what's your perspective on this? Go. Smug, right? Uh, look who's come <laughs> crawling back. <laughs> uh, no, this is great. Uh, first and foremost, there's a pyramid that I understand as far as how this works. One might say before it was a pyramid scheme and now they have like a literal <laughs> pyramid and it seems to work a lot better. Um, yeah, overall, like I, uh, writing wrongs, I think that seems to be like the overall theme of this announcement. Um, and I'm here for it. Like um, this is something I think, you know, obviously there was a pandemic in there, but like, 
regardless of the pandemic that might have accelerated things, it was just the wrong course, like where they were heading. And it was going to, I think, end badly no matter what. I think the pandemic just accelerated that. And here we are um, getting back to the roots in some ways. And I'm, I'm excited. So what I've posted in the chat, I'm excited too, by the way. Um, I've posted the MPL structure, and you'll notice that, thanks to Hipsters of the Coast for still having this article in existence, if you scroll through, <laughs> it's not one chart. It is multiple charts. It's charts. Uh, okay. The simple-to-read 15-point plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is, it is a contrast... That is really worth going through yourself if you actually go back and look through this plan and think a human being put this together and said, this is a good idea. Like, it's really astonishing how far you have to be down the rabbit hole to believe this will work. Now, look, a couple things here that are worth pointing out. I'm a big fan of Saturday Magic. I don't know that I would ever, ever, ever play on a pro tour, but I loved going to PTQs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Some more successful than others, but it's an excuse. Like, this is what they don't seem to understand. This is the excuse for guys like Cameron and I to meet up, go to Council Bluffs, Iowa, or whatever, mm-hmm. spend days in a in a hotel, uh, you know, lobby area, convention <laughs> center area, and play cards, talk about our bad beats, go eat some really bad Jimmy John's. Like, this is the kind of thing that we want. Yeah. Okay. And the kind of like the structure is secondary for, or I shouldn't say it's necessary for it to be there to be the motivation, the driving thing that drives these formats. Um, but like my individual success, I don't care about the aspirational stuff. I don't care that there's a professional gravy train. I don't care like that people could string together pro tours or whatever. I want to play in these tournaments, know the decks, and then watch really high level coverage on YouTube the next pro tour. Dude, I used to set aside weekends to watch Pro Tours. Mm-hmm. Like, I would tell my wife, hey, I got to be home at this and this time. It's the Pro Tour Top 8. And if you still watch those things on YouTube, they are great. They're fantastic. Drama. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And it, it's hard not to, like, feel nostalgic and automatically go, oh, heck, Yeah. It's back. This is good. Because there are some concerning things here, Cameron. Let's start number one. I think it's an understatement to say some bridges have been burnt. Okay? I think you specifically are probably pretty lucky because you are going to have no problem showing up to your shop and there's still being magic tournaments. Mm -hmm. The shop closest to me, Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, Flesh and Blood. Only magic is Commander. And another shop that's nearby me is a very similar scenario. They'll do pre-releases for Magic. They do Commander Nights for Magic. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! has kind of become the default card game for a lot of people around here. Crazy. And a lot of the um, the Magic, competitive Magic guys, kind of, some of them went to Flesh and Blood. Some of them just vanished, you know. Um, but it's like you kind of have to win some hearts and minds back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take, it's amazing that it took 20 some years to build this up. And then you went and chased this weird, Hey, we want to be like call of duty 
thing mm-hmm. and you just ripped it all all apart and now we're like as you said kind of crawling back for hey you know i mean maybe maybe we should just title this episode baby come back right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. And um, the, the other thing is how this looks with how damage standard has gotten. Not just through the, the COVID um, pandemic, but also we'll be kind and say standard had some rough, rough months there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it seems very dead locally to me um i i I guess what i'm just asking you is what's it going to take for you cameron mccoy to go to a saturday pptq for standard yeah i mean man it has to be a good standard which i think standard is pretty decent it's pretty healthy right now that's number one Obviously, I just need to have the competitive deck, right? And you just want to make sure that whatever you're building and putting money into, other people are going to be showing up to the same Friday night events for you to practice with to eventually go to that Saturday tournament, right? So it's going to take some time, I think. I think this is one step of a multi-step process to get back to where it needs to be. Um I think there's a, a lot of like uh, rebuilding that needs to happen. And so standard tournaments might look pretty weak for a while, but if they keep on doing these sorts of things, I hope it will get back to at least some level that it was in like 2016 or 17, right? Yeah, and if, you, if you're a guy like me, you're hearing like, wait, easy standard tournament to get to a regional championship. <laughs> sure. Maybe that is... Maybe that's your avenue, right? If you are, uh, you know, uh, very moderate at Magic the Gathering like I am. Um, but I got to be honest with you, dude. I am really not interested in modern at this level anymore. Um, I know I've had lots of beef with that format, and I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. If my only option is to play modern, then here we freaking go. I'll play mm-hmm. some modern. But uh, Pioneer and Standard are a lot more intriguing to me is a thing that I will develop a deck for, right? And go and buy. Whereas, I mean, if it's a modern format tournament, I'm just going to go play Death Shadow or Storm mm-hmm. and let the chips kind of fall where they may. So I, I, I'm i really excited for these new formats. I do know, like, anecdotally, Pioneer prices have shot, like, way up. Yeah, here's the thing I would say is, like, that it, me being very selfish with Pioneer, because this is my format that I just adore right now. Um, I hate that this thing is going to get solved within weeks. And that, yeah, the prices are going to skyrocket for some of these great decks. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I liked it before it was cool, right? It's that hipster indie cred thing that you think that you have with music. Um, that is something with Pioneer. Um, so it's like really precious to me and it's hard to let it go to become the next modern, which it's going to eventually be. I, I recognize that. I just, I'm bummed with that. 
Yeah, and I I just hope that Watsy recognizes that um, Pioneer, the thing that makes it good is that they haven't futzed with it. And I don't know that they're going to be able to, you know, this is like the the meme of the guy with the sweaty forehead and the big red button. And it says (laughs) Pioneer Masters, Horizons. uh, 2.0. Yeah, yeah, Turbo Championship Edition um, Plus, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's the thing that I, I really worry about is that they're going to be like, you know, Pioneer could really use um, Jason the Mind Sculptor or something. And then it's just yeah. going to, like, because if we're being honest, historics, um, cards that got added, remember that, like, phase of historic where they were old adding old paper cards, not inventing new ones from thin air. And so when we got, like, um, Stifle and then we mm-hmm. got, like, some old storm cards and it just kind of felt a little bit strange at that point. I worry that that is also a thing that they think they should do with pioneer. Yeah. And no, I'm good. You know, like I'm really good. Just leave it. If you want to do a master set, just make those reprints of old stuff. Yeah. Um, and just let it be fun, man. Let's just please. But anyway, like you, I've actually really been enjoying standard. I would say I'm not that great at it. Um, I want to keep making blue white to work. Yeah. And yeah. it's not really. Um, but yeah, dude, the other thing I would mention here is uh, I don't know if anything's official on this front, but you, as a competitive Magic player, should probably expect a price increase. If you look at this stuff for like DreamHack and some other things, I just can't imagine your entry fee being less than it was before, and maybe that's just something that we have to say to ourselves as Magic players. This is the price of doing business. If we would like our judges to actually be paid and not you know, given promos as payment, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. we're going to have to pay a little bit more. So a, a entry into a, uh, you know, a regional championship might look like a couple hundred dollars or something like sure. that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of again. I know Cameron to you that means nothing, right? You just you just play guitar out on in in the streets and just whip up that amount of change that's via exactly, shredding, yes. no problem. <laughs> um, but like, because you know, it, it always seemed a little bit crazy to me that if you weren't playing in the main event, you could just show up to a Grand Prix and just be there, and not have to pay an entry fee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on any of those those problems that I outlined for you? I I don't. Um... I, I see where you're coming from, I guess, but I, there's nothing there that's like sticking out to me as like a legit issue. <laughs> you're just ready to go, right? I'm ready. Yeah. So I have, okay, opinion time. I have Blue Red Phoenix ready to go. Mm. Do I need to do anything else in Pioneer? No, no. You show up to a tournament and you crush it, dude. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, it's, it's legit. I'm not kidding you. Legit. One of the best things that you could be doing. I would imagine something from it will get banned, um, before they, you know, make pioneer masters 2.0 turbocharge edition or whatever, but, uh, it's legit. The best thing you can be doing. Yeah. Featuring the walking dead. <laughs> yes. Featuring the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, so anyway, I also look forward to future smug I told you so moments with Cameron when alchemy inevitably, you know, gets shown the door. Oh man. Uh, I I don't know that we'll, we'll have our some joy real celebration of that. 
I, 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 listener, when that happens, you probably don't even want to listen to this show because I think we will probably be so and so. Like it's like Sensei's divining top band level spike feed. It'll just be yeah, egregiously annoying. Well, listen, yeah, so smug, yeah. so smug. Um. Anyway, Cameron. Well, let's get out of this segment. Come back and talk about what else we've been playing, doing all that kind of stuff. So, Cameron, I'm ashamed to say that uh, of any major comic book character, the one I know the least about is probably Moon Knight mm. of every major Marvel character. Uh, I don't know if you've dug into the premiere, but like, I have no idea what's going on, and I know nothing about this character. So I'm sorry Like, if you're used to getting some kind of comic book show analysis from us. Uh-huh. Probably not going to have it. Do you know anything about the character? Have you read I any know Moon Knight? zero about this character. Like... You know, I saw the trailer for Miss um, Marvel. Is that what she's called? I, I, I've i read some yeah. of her comics, and I'm excited for, like, that character and whatnot. This just feels like like a level below Blade of, like, I've never read a comic of this character. I don't even know if he's ever made an appearance in anything that I've ever read, um, you know, and, like of my Marvel reading subscription stuff. Like I, I just, I can't even place where this character should be, what it is or anything like that. That being said, I'm intrigued. I love Oscar Isaac. Like legit. He's a chameleon. The guy can like act. He's great. Um, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we are, it, it's strange because we are kind of in this depths of Marvel, but then there's also these top line characters like Fantastic Four that we still haven't gotten a decent movie in the yeah. MCU. Uh, but then we're also Morbius somehow gets a film. And uh, man, do you know that's number one in the box office right now? Well, there's not much. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's like, what are you going to watch Batman a second time? But um, I don't know. It's kind of humorous to me when people are complaining about like the Morbius show movie. And it's like, Guys, I don't know that there were a lot of Morbius comics that were like um, something to write home about either. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I would have, I, I would come up, I think I could come up with a list of like 10 characters that I would rather them actually cover before that, including, please God, can we actually get a for real good Ghost Rider movie? There's some right? really cool Ghost Rider comics. Yeah. And that, that we had to endure the schlock fest of Nick Cage and all this and do some really cool stuff with the horror element of the MCU. So maybe Blade is kind of the first, um, you know, portent of that. And I know some of it's 90s cool, you know, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a guy on a, a motorcycle with a flaming skull is very uh, of that era. <laughs> but there's some cool stuff there, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so Cameron, you've just you've just finished Elden Ring. I did. And and you're back. You're back in it. You're new game plusing now. I did about a half hour of New Game Plus, and like I need to set this down now. <laughs> As I look outside, and like there's a bright sunny world out there, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I have anything new to say about Elden Ring. It's incredible. It's great. I'm glad I finished it. I'm glad I'm done with it, and I'm ready to move on to something else. Um, and I'm really curious where my mind will put it a year out from now, because I like 
I think back to like Dark Souls two years ago or Sekiro a year ago, and those are just so highly elevated in my my like in the stature of video games that I've ever played. Um, and those were almost immediate after finishing them. I was like, this is legit amazing. And it, it's a great game. I'm not saying anything about bad about it, disparaging against it. I just don't know if I'm going to have that. It will have that lasting impact the way that Sekiro has been with me for a year and I think will continue to be with me for the rest of my life, it feels like, as I'm always comparing something to Sekiro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every year that passes, I think Sekiro's better. Mm-hmm. That I've been removed from it. Like, I just really need to go back and play it again. Um, but like, so I'm 20 hours in and I do feel like, again, like you were just talking about like the guy that's, you know, you were into Coldplay before they were cool. You had their, their first vinyl, whatever. <laughs> like we were definitely late to the souls party, mm-hmm. but what this has shown me is we were not the latest, right? And that there are a lot of people that are like talking about like experiencing this game and it's like all the things that they are talking about in like these overly superlative ways it's like that was all in dark souls yeah like and so this is very much open world that and it's great in some ways however and again it's just done this disservice by playing horizon and then this immediately afterwards Mm -hmm. and i think i told you this but like i i do legitimately think that like horizon is a better looking game like it is horizon is actually like there's what they do in Elden Ring is do a bunch of stuff with scale that is really cool. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the actual, like, when you're traversing, Horizon has so many more just draw jaw-dropping moments that are, like, you are there. It's not the skybox, which is what Elden Ring tends to play with a lot to create that sensation of scale. Um, but uh, I would say this. Elden Ring seems to, and we talked about this, have, even though it is quasi-open, um, it does really feel like it wants you to play a certain way, which is kind of to be a quality or hybrid character mm-hmm. um, to like go out in as many directions as possible because there are many, 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 many enemies that are much easier when they're ranged and vice versa, yeah. right? Um, so I kind of find myself playing this one particular... Like I felt like I was funneled into a style, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some people are going to push back against this, but I just felt that way. But also... Like a bunch of the open world stuff, I haven't loved. I haven't loved looking at a map. I haven't loved spamming the collect button when I drive through a bunch of fruits. Um, and it's like all that stuff was like kind of the problem with some stuff like Assassin's Creed. And I think mm-hmm. Elden Ring does it better and more efficiently and does some great stuff. But it's still like, oh, you kind of added these this extra whip topping to what was yeah. already this like amazing dessert in the original Dark Souls. And maybe that's just like a really unfair comparison. Does it, did that make any sense? Like I, I just feel like the open I, world I stuff is like fluffy. 100% agree. Um there yeah, it's like they added all the superfluous things that you don't actually need in the open world. I I don't know. I guess you do need them in the open world elements, but like Maybe at the end of the day, what I guess I'm not needing is an open world game. Give me a real tight, linear, Metroidvania sort of thing. And I, I feel like I get a lot more satisfaction out of that and the discovery of those sorts of things. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like it, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough because like, I don't want to like look a gift horse in the mouth because this is like a legit great game and there's so many amazing things about it. But, um, I think I'm just hung over from this game. Like, I just feel like I, I, I'm in like this state of like, I never want to go back to it again. And it's a game where I always reconsider going back to replay Dark Souls. I always reconsider Sekiro like you. I don't know if I'll ever want to get back into this world after it's been cleansed from my palate. Yeah. And, and like, there's some really great things this game does. I don't want to get too like negative like you, mm-hmm. um, like you were just reiterating. Like this is a legit great game. There's some really amazing things about it, um, but the the fact that I am so engaged with checking a map and fast traveling really feels antithetical to what the thesis statement of all these previous games were. Yeah, it feels like a compromise is the wrong word. But it feels like um, stapling two designs together, mm-hmm. and I mean, the other one just had a real purity to it. I'm trying to remember in Dark Souls, it's like you're about three quarters away through the game before you unlock fast travel. Is that right? And uh, yeah, and like by the way, fast travel is a very generous term for it. You can travel between like six different bonfires or That's something. Right. Okay. But as yeah. soon as you want to go deep into a level. Um, you're kind of like you're tasked with kind of doing it. You can't just hop to any of them. Yeah. Um, and then in Dark Souls two is when they started adding like you have to go. You can go back to certain ones to accomplish certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I like I don't know, like just the amount of map time. Whereas like with Dark Souls one, I feel like I could still navigate a lot of that yeah. map because yeah. it's just so buried into me to like learn it. So. That being said, there are some things that I love. And again, the use of scale in the game is really something. That, mm-hmm. That's something they've really nailed. Um, the, other, the other thing I would say is it, is it is nice to be like, oh, hey, I'm stuck on this part. I'm just going to go explore. I'm just going to go. You don't get those moments of, you know, like we talked about the lady butterfly moment where it's like, I am going to run myself into this guy mm-hmm. 80,000 times until it works, right? Um I was having the toughest time with Margit, um, but I didn't realize you could summon or summon a partner. I was just going mm. in there and just rolling up and rolling behind and hitting with the sword kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Claymore. And it was just not doing the job, you know? <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, you know, I could just go, ah, yeah, I'll just go somewhere else and try and figure something else out. Um, and then I, I was telling you this, there's like all these moments of like real calm quiet um that are just used at just the right moments uh where you go into a room and there's just like nothing there it's just like after a big battle and you just walk through and you just kind of see it right or the Mm -hmm. first time you um you trade in uh one of the souls and you're on top of that tower right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just some of that stuff is really cool i don't know that i've locked in a ton with the narrative um but i don't know that i ever do something about fingers right something <laughs> yeah uh anyway dude uh so what are you are you, you're just taking a break from video games you're gonna you know uh cycle around uh the state of <laughs> iowa what do you plan on doing yeah uh so tunic is on my list um I'm, a lot of people are talking about that so i'll probably give that a go next and and check that out um other than that like just 
more Mario Kart. Like that's what my wife and I did all Saturday evening and it was wonderful, you know? So loving those new maps. Very nice. Dude, as is my son. I have yet to play them, but my son is like <laughs> been all over them. In a weak moment today, so I went to a GameStop to trade in my copy of Horizon. Okay. And so there I was, and I was like, I guess I'll take a copy of Gran Turismo because I don't know if you followed much of this, but apparently they are very aggressive on the microtransactions, and it's like impossible to get the good cars. Uh. But I was like, oh, we'll see. You know, maybe I'll check it out. And they're like, actually, we don't have a copy. We could get you the PS4 copy and then also give you a PSN gift card so then you can do the upgrade. I'm like, no, 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 no. I appreciate you trying to work with me. That's not happening because I'm going to be trading this in and I'm not trading in the PS4 copy. Mm -hmm. So out of sheer just dumb curiosity, I bought a brand new copy of Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise. Okay. Do you know, yeah. any, do you know uh, yeah. anything about this game? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. So it's the people that made Neo. They made a Final Fantasy game. So combat-wise, it's supposedly like pretty on point. However, the story is supposed to be so alarming and legendarily bad um, that basically this guy just runs around and shouting that he wants to murder chaos. <laughs> and you know what, Cameron? If I'm being honest with you, I'm here for it. Yeah, right? dude. I mean, like you, you sat through so many games of the 90s where, please tell me, how bad and laughable some of those plots are. <laughs> yeah. Also, I usually skip the cutscenes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like really like uh, especially like with Horizon Forbidden West, man, there were so many moments I was like, I know what's happening. Please make this end. <laughs> you know? So, all right, man, if someone would like to get a hold of you, <laughs> excuse me, and talk to you about why you are super wrong about Elden Ring, where could they find you? It's all on Twitter at Cameron underscore McCoy. And I'm Matt Curtis now. Our official show feed is at SpikeFeedMTG. We'll check you guys next week.